You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassin Securities. And David, we haven't spoken since something came out on Friday afternoon. And it was all about MTN and Telcom mm, getting together. Mm. And I thought to myself, first yeah. of all, I saw the, the Telcom share price going up 26.08% on the day. And I thought, doesn't this smack of a monopoly here? And will it get through yeah. the authorities? What is the story? Please tell me the whole thing from soup to nuts. So I think everybody's discussing that. And and it's, it's quite an interesting debate because Telcom – um, maybe have 10% share of the market, but they can't go anywhere. And uh, between Vodacom and MTN, you know, they massive, have have the muscle to expand, which I don't think the lesser players have got, whether it's uh, Celsi, you know, Celsi is really far behind, but also Telcom. And, and, and it raises the question, well, what do you do? Yes, you know, they are monopolies. They're very big players, both MTN and uh, Vodacom. But if you don't merge uh, telecom, telecom will just fall away because it can't it can't fund the same kind of expansion that uh, MTN and sorry and MTN and Vodacom, in meaning that you have to provide the same service that the two giants do offer a lower base. Yes. So how do you address that? So I think that's a very strong case to allow this to go through, you know, to support. On the other hand, yes. You know, it does make them powerful, and uh, of course, no one else can come in. But no one else can afford to come in. So you've got this kind of conundrum, and and there's a good chance that this can go through. You know, I think I think they would have checked these out before they made the bid, or before they made approach and said, "Hold on a sec, can we get through the competition commission? You know, can we get through that?" And they must have thought, "We can. We've got a strong argument." And I think there's validity in that. And also, David, yeah. I don't want to be cynical about the way business works, especially in Africa uh, or anywhere else in the world to, to come to that. I'm sure that a couple of people from MTN uh, sat down with whatever minister it was or whatever inside it was and said, uh, listen, uh, this this has got to go through because of this, this and this. And I think because of the major shareholder of Telcom, they may let it go through because obviously the share price has gone up 26% and may continue to go up uh, should there be a bidding yeah. war or something. So I do think there's a vested interest for mm. the major shareholder of Telcom uh, to let this thing go through. What do you think? I, 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 think, the, I think you're right. Listen, you know, Telcom are still shareholders. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, sorry, the government's still shareholders. Precisely. So I think... So, yeah, so I think there is a, there's a good chance. Alternatively, you know what's telecom? Telcom are battling because they're still forced because of legacy issues to run the fixed line business, which is killing them. You know, it takes up a lot of money and provides no income. On the other hand, they're growing the mobile side uh, and slowly the mobile will offset those losses. But it's not a great business model. And uh, Sipo Maleko, Maseko, sorry, did a really splendid job in in uh, steadying telecom and so on. But where's the next move? You know, I'm not. I, I always think in terms of um, in terms of global issues. You know, today you're in a global world, world and you've got to build up local giants. Uh, you can't think of it regionally. So 
you know, what's the use of weakening both MTM and Vodacom, which might take away from the service that they provide? You know, we want an international service. That's what we want in South Africa. And we want the people who, uh, you know, who mobile operators to provide that. And they need lots of money. Mm. So if we get 5G and we get all modern technology, we've got to make sure that the service providers can give it to us. I've so said- I'm not against, you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's somebody, somebody explains it like Eskom. You only need one Eskom. You don't need two or three or four or five Eskom. Maybe in this country we do. But uh, you, you know what I mean? Or there's only room for, for a couple. So I, th- I, th- I don't think – I think this – I think you're right. I think this has got a very good chance of, of making it. I've got 5G suddenly. I mean, I, I signed up. It cost me for television and unlimited access, phone calls, everything. And it cost me, I think, 54 euros a month. That's not bad, is it? No. I mean, it's super no, fast. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's super fast. I mean, what do you pay in South Africa for the full service? I mean, I've got, as I say, I've got no, t- I think television. I think it's, yeah, it might be around that or, or more expensive. Hmm. I, I, I'm not quite sure. But, I'm, but the point is that we've got to have high-quality service. We've got to compete with, uh, with, with, the, with the trends overseas. You know, you can't fall behind because what's going to happen is that all the modern technology will be designed. You know, your your smartphones, your televisions, your uh, laptops, whatever you use, iPads, and that will be designed for high-quality, high-speed um, data, data services, voice services, what other services. So we need powerful players, and so we need rich players who can keep pace, and I think that's why, you know, the smaller operators will fall aside. They just do not have the pockets, you know, to, to keep up. This is a high, intense, you know, capital-intense business, uh, whether we like it or not. It's, um, and also, people want that data for nothing. They don't want to pay for it. They want it cheap. This is the thing, David. I mean, you have to keep on upgrading. You have to go from 4G mm. to 5G to 6G in a couple of years' mm-hmm. time and whatever, and you have to upgrade your towers and stuff. But your margins are falling all the mm. time. You have to yeah. find somewhere. I mean, it used to be voice. Then it was SMS. Then it was data and obviously still still data. And they've got to constantly try to reinvent themselves and see where they make their money. And it's, it's yeah. an extraordinary business. And yeah. it's so, yeah. so costly. So I think... I think uh, MTN have been quite clever in grabbing the extraordinary network that Telcom has built over the years for whatever reason they want it. I don't know. I believe they've got the biggest fiber network, so Mm. uh, hook on to that. And uh, it places them well. What they do with the fixed line business can slowly provide the services but downgrade it all the time. So anyway, there's there's, a – I think they didn't go into this – eyes wide shut you know i think they they went in um knowing that there's a good chance of doing it okay that's that uh, story not many other corporate stories out uh, uh, today but one one story that is south african is the south african 10-year bond yield 11.06 percent yeah Yeah. david i mean this is a massive massive thing and if you look at the u.s 10-year treasury yield Mm. and and just uh, you don't have to be a genius to work it out it's 2.99 so 2.99 percent for the united states okay it's it's blue chip it's gilt-edged but um, South Africa, 11.06, yeah. surely yeah. that's a, an attractive yield for somebody. It, it is. Um, what's happened, though, it's getting weaker. But I, I, I agree with you. I think 
it will adjust. In other words, it will come back. The dollar will soon ease back. You know, uh, at the moment, you know, it's what they call TNAC. This is uh, Ed Jardine. Mm. That was uh, that was uh, Jardini. What's it? Yeah, sorry. And I don't know who who is this person, Jardini or Jardini. Ed Jardini. I think he's he's a well-known fund manager commentator. Okay. You, you know, he's that was Liston's mate. Liston always used to quote him. Or still does. Oh, yes, that's right. Him. Yes, I remember mm, him. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and uh, he said, TNAC, you know, there is no alternative country. In other words, the dollar uh, remains strong. And what's happening as the dollar gets stronger, it, it attracts more and more investment, and particularly away from weaker emerging countries. So it puts enormous pressure on emerging markets. So that's the story at the moment. And I think a lot of money is flowing out of. Uh, emerging markets, particularly Asia, and I think we caught up in it. So it's putting pressure on us. Things are not great here. You know, economically, they're not great. Um, and, and we're talking about load shedding. We talk about a whole lot of other issues here. Um, so, you know, I, I think there is, it's the strength of the dollar, but there are also other political issues as well. Why do you want to come to an emerging market in times like that? You know, that's a rhetorical question. I'm saying, I'm, I'm embracing all the emerging markets where America is likely to get out of this first is addressing these inflation issues, is addressing you know growth, those kind of factors. Why do you want to stay in a weaker currency? So I think it's a, it's a, it's a hard story for emerging markets. It's a hard story for emerging markets, but today the emerging market equity space is looking really, really good. And I'll refer specifically, obviously, to the JSE Securities Exchange. And I just wanted to give you a bit of background to this. I've got Brent crude oil up 4.5%. Yeah. Um, mm. I've got gasoline prices up 2%. Mm. No, never mind that. What's the other one? Natural gas up 6%. Mm. Copper up 3.6%. Yeah. Soybeans. Wheat is up 5.2%. The whole commodity complex has suddenly turned... It's colours, like a chameleon, from red to green. They're going through the roof. Are they oversold? Is there some fundamental basis to this? I, I don't know. But it certainly boosted the JSC, which is more than 3% higher. Extraordinary move. I, yeah. I wonder if it's not China. Talk about reflation there and uh, the need to push up the economy. Well, uh, I, It could be. Mm. I, I'm, I'm guessing. I think the oil story is Biden came back without any kind of contract. Yeah, you know, no commitment for uh, for 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 OPEC or or Saudis to pump out more oil. You know? What a surprise! I think he came back. Yeah, I know he came back empty hand. It's a worry, Lindsay. There's a there's a big worry about Biden, and and I, agree. I, I you know each day that goes by, I get more and more concerned. Not not because of Biden that he might topple over, but rather that this just opens a way for the uh, for the Republicans to come in, and you know you've got. Trump and Steve Bannon and that whole party, they're just hanging. And the Republicans, the, 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 the central-minded Republicans or the more moderate are not doing anything. You know, they don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want to lose their positions. And they just go along with the story. And I think that's the big fear. He doesn't mm -hmm. look presidential, does he, no. Biden? no. From the time nah. that he walks out of Air Force One uh, to when nah. he's sitting opposite uh, MBS, Mohammed bin, um, bin Salman, 
He doesn't look yeah. as though he's bossing the room, and you need to be the boss. Yeah. If you're the boss, if you're the world's biggest economy, um, you really need to have this sort of, uh, mm. uh, I don't know, presence. strength and yeah, presence. Exactly right, mm. the word mm. presence, that's mm. what I was looking for. Yeah, mm. And you, you've got Trump now coming coming back to the fore. I mean, he's far too old to do it, but he may appoint somebody. Anna, I, get these, I get these emails from Trump because I signed up to, to Trump um, because I, after he left, left Twitter, because I wanted to know what he was saying. He says here, I've yeah. just got it about 10 minutes ago, it says here, Friend, uh, when I was in the White House, America had a president who put our nation first, capital letters, every single day. For the first time in a long time, power was taken from Washington and given back, capital letters, to the American people. Unfortunately, he says, or rather his team says, Joe Biden and the rest of the Washington Swamp, capital letters, are working overtime to undo everything my administration accomplished. And mark my words, America will be the first again, but only with the help of my most loyal supporters. And he's, you know, in other words, he's trying to get money out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and I always say something disparaging. I reply and say, but he is gaining momentum. Uh, yeah. Or rather, no, it's, well, not, well, it's, it's, you know it's actually Biden with, is losing momentum. That's what I'm that's trying exactly. to say. Exactly. Well, the Democrats mm. are opening the way for for the Republicans. You know, they exactly. don't, the Republicans don't have to do anything because they'll just uh, they'll they'll work their way out of the out of the White House and out of Congress and out of the Senate. So you need, you know, they need to consolidate. They need to do something. But I think that's that that's why exactly I'm not a you know when you watch Biden when you hear him talk and you say well what has he achieved you know what what's happened uh, you know what can we hang a hat on um, there's not much so I my concern is oh no please not not uh, not not Trump again you know I, and also these geriatrics it's enough already of these old men <laughs> kind of running you know how you know how old is Trump he'll be seventy seven he'll be seventy eight or something like exactly, that exactly which you is what um, Biden I mean, is now. But, but when you watch him walking, you know, you think he's going to fall over. He kind of shuffles. I say, you know, walk with purpose. In other words, stride. You're a president of the United States. You know, you just say, oh, please don't fall over. You know, so, um, you know, even Winston Churchill and older people, they used to walk with a sense of purpose and strength, uh, even though they were fair. Well, maybe Churchill wasn't that old. And, yeah, he was in his 60s, 70s, whatever it was. Mm. But, I mean, you he doesn't move someone. his arms, David. He no, doesn't move no, his arms. No, he doesn't no, swing his arms, be... which which would to help him help him walk. His arms are sort of hanging there like salamis. Um, <laughs> and he talks. You see, when he talks, I get so worried. I said, "Please don't mess up. Please don't mess up. Just read what they've given you. Do not go ad lib, please." You know, because well, that. I knowledge mean, is not there. At, I mean, as a broadcaster, I'm very sensitive to voices and the way people uh -huh. deliver things. I mean, you're mm. a good deliverer. You you personalize <laughs> things. You say Lindsay occasionally, and you you give some passion to it. He, I don't know, David. He sort of um, he, he doesn't mumble, and I know he's got a speech impediment. He's always had a, a stutter, uh, uh, stammer, yeah, a stammer, a stutter, both of those two. But he doesn't. He doesn't put things across very well it's almost as though he's battling to get these these oh. words out and there's a teleprompter mm. there for him i mean i think he's a very good fellow i think he's a nice chap yeah, yeah. but he doesn't have yeah. a presence as you quite rightly say nah, and it's nah. very very I, disturbing i only say that because it opens a way for for the republicans for trump, I mean, yeah. the last thing we don't want we want is is is, is trump again and he would do this out of ego not because 
he's got the strength or whatever it is, is just to show you, see, I can do it. Mm. And then we got four years of, oh, my God, another old man. Yeah. You know, oh, you want some young blood. You want some, you know, fresh thinking. I don't know. Anyway. But who? Who would it uh, be? It can't be Kamala Harris. I don't know. She's, she, no, 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 no. No, she's, no, she's anonymous. I don't know whether this mansion is any good at all. I don't know. You know, what's his name? Mansion against the Santos or something like that. That would be a good fight. Hmm. We'll see. I don't know. I, I, listen, for me, uh, American politics, like most other politics, just toxic. Uh, anyway, yeah, well, terrible. T- t- tell me about it again. Another UK yeah. candidate will be knocked out this evening. <laughs> I must say that Kimi Badenoch is uh, is very very good. The forty two year old black woman, and she's really really clever. She doesn't. Uh, she's an engineer, digital engineer, and she doesn't uh, stutter or stammer at, at, at all. She's very very confident. Unfortunately, she's not well known enough for the British public. So it is going to uh-huh. be Rishi Sunak. Yeah, the 200... I, don't, I don't mind him. No, I good. don't mind him. No. I think he's got he's got a nice presence. Yes, he's a very elegant looking man and comes across well. And uh, I don't know enough about him. You know, the well, he's the two hundred and twenty second richest man in the UK. That's what you need to know about him. Uh, Is that so? Yeah, he's. A... Where did he make money from? Well, the first thing he made money from was um, marrying his wife, who's the daughter <laughs> of. <laughs> of an Indian uh, multi-billionaire. That's the first thing. But also, he I think he was Goldman Sachs, wasn't he? Didn't he work for Goldman well, Sachs? Well, it could have been, yeah. But anyway, he, no, he, I, he's a good chap. I, uh, I went down the lift today, and you know, right. I was at our offices, and I went down. I didn't know Goldman Sachs, apparently, on the eighth floor. We are on the fifth and sixth floor, and we own some of the upset. Yeah. And I walked down, and then and I saw a young man there as well, and he had a belt. And what do you mean a belt? LV. Well, no, he, he on his belt was LV, Louis Vuitton. So I said, oh, what's on the eighth floor? He said, Goldman Sachs. Uh, I said, yeah. Oh I said, goodness. I'm Gap. I said, my, my belt came from Gap. <laughs> I would go to pep stores tomorrow and buy a pep stores one and say, how do you like mine? So, that's, yeah, so when you work at Goldman, yeah, you generally dress well or can afford Louis Vuitton ba- uh, belts. You know, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to single out uh, Goldman Sachs, but is, <laughs> it, is, is, it, is it that sort of culture where you have to look good and well, you have to must be flashy? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you can't wear you can't wear Mr. Price. <laughs> Love Mr. Price. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mr. Price. I, I know exactly. You want to get, get a pair of running shorts like you do? You go to Mr. Price. Never mind Louis sure. Vuitton. Um, David, what do we do with this market? Is this a dead cat bounce? This is a serious question now. It's still early. Dead cat bounce or Mm. is bottom of the market being formed? I reckon it's bottom of the market being formed. Excellent. I think the results that are coming out have to be good. I've been impressed by the banking results. I mean, what it does show is that the the banks are solid. You know, there's no big you mean the US uh, banks. pressure on in the U.S. banks. But I thought All Morgan Stanley and JP Morgan did badly last week. Well, they, you look, you can look at it from that way. What I'm, what yes, I'm looking at is, is, is how solid are they? I, I, you, we've discussed this many times. I don't like banks because in, in tough markets, they don't make, there's not enough activity. But it, what, what, what impressed me is that the quality of the balance sheet is strong. They don't need support. They don't need to raise money. You know, they don't need to make massive provisions, even though uh, JP Morgan did protect themselves just in case of that. But what I'm trying to say is the banking sector is in good shape. 
and companies, I think, overall in good shape. And that's important. So the point I bring across, if there is expansion, if you do need to expand, you know, you do need to borrow, the banks can help you. You know, do you know what I mean? They're in a position to, uh, to lend money. You know what I'm getting at? Like, yes. I mean, they're, they're, they're in good shape to fund any expansion that might be needed or anything around those things. So I think when things do change, they're okay, despite the fact that things are tight. So this is not a 07, 08 situation where the banks, you know, Bernanke had to come out and bail the banks out and force them to raise money and do things. They're in really good shape, despite the fact that profits are down. And I think that applies to South African banks as well. You know, we can say that. It doesn't mean I'm going to buy them because they're battling to, you know, to grow their, to grow revenue. But Goldman had very good trading results, mm-hmm. you know, which made up for uh, the fall in investment banking. So I, that's, that's where you look for the quality of the business. And I think the one thing that's coming through is that, you know, the businesses are in decent shape, despite the fact that we're looking at tougher times ahead. So I'm hoping that we get similar kinds of, uh, you, know, you know, I hope we get similar kinds of stories on on some of the tech companies when they come out, just to show, look, they're still we're still well placed. You no, know, we're not losing money. Our margins are reasonable. Whatever it is, and I think that will give us just some support for the market. I'm not rushing in now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but wait I a second. That's what I was going to ask you. You just mm. said that you think the market may may be forming a bottom here. So this is yes. the time to start getting in, but you're not getting in. So you're not putting your money no. where your mouth is, no. or rather your no. client's no. money no. where your mouth is. No, no. The Why? Bo- you know what? I, what? Because you want to see the market. The bottom means that it goes sideways. It doesn't fall. It doesn't rise. It just starts to make this this base. In other words, you're cementing a base. And once we get to that, that's when you – then a little bit of good news, and that will spark the you Then the start to ease into the market before the rest yep. of the herd gets in because everyone's bearish, everyone's saying this – uh, about geopolitics and about interest rates rising. But David Shapiro has called the bottom of the market. So you start getting in. You phone your clients and say, okay, uh, okay. We, we, we've got a bit of, of cash, so let's start to ease it in. If you've got 50, if you've got um, 100 to put in, uh, then let's just oh, yes. start oh, with 15, 20, 30 free. now yep. and wait. Sorry. Uh, okay, so we've been in for a long time. I mean, I've been in the market exposed. So yeah. I'm not putting in old money. You know, in other words, we're... Uh, I might have cash balances left over. I'm not putting that in. But if a new client came or a client came with fresh money, yes, I would do exactly that. Okay. I would take a. I would take a bite. Definitely. Good, good point. Okay. You know that. Yeah. You know what I mean. So that's. But uh, but if there's um, you know the old money that we've got and we're just saying okay let's just ride it and let's see what happens and let's see where uh, what I will what I am doing though Lindsay is that we're. Yes re-looking at companies because we've had the adjustment i i'm now saying okay which companies are likely to outgrow the others and uh, so i will be doing switches even though some of the businesses that we might be getting out of are not bad companies and are not vulnerable you know for example it might be a bank or it might be uh some of the pharmaceutical companies and things like that you know which which are just bumbling along I would say, okay, you know, maybe let's go for a for a chip company, or maybe let's go for one of the tech businesses, and so on. Um, a lot of the software houses have been hit hard, you know, presenting value. So I will be doing some switches without really adding new money in. Okay, so what are you saying? Are you saying that in a post 
global health crisis world, there are some companies that have adapted and actually changed their business models, and you must have a look at them. There are some companies yeah. that will be uh, resilient no matter what the global health crisis is or what the geopolitics are, are saying, mm. maybe like Amazon or uh, Amazon mm. or Alphabet mm. or, or right. Apple, etc. Uh, but there are other uh, companies that maybe, yeah, maybe they've been a little bit more nimble and mm. um, flexible to what's what's happened, and they'll forge ahead. Is that what you're looking for? Companies yep. that have adapted. Yes, exactly, and and are well placed to what we see as the themes that are going to dominate the global economy in the next, you know, three, four, five years, which are so. Yes, it's it, it's around that. You know, sometimes you can get stuck with businesses. They're okay, mm. but but they're not going to do anything, and you know, they're just going to bumble along. Uh, but not grow. So we've got, I've got to say, okay, which are the, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's to use a football acronym, what's it, uh, comparison? An it's analogy like, or something. You know, mm. Analogy, sorry, that's the word I was thinking. Mm. So you want to back, you want to say, listen, I want to buy, I, I, I reckon that Chelsea are going to make it this year. Please don't whatever. say that. Not really, not really, not really. <laughs> <laughs> or Man City or Liverpool. Mm. I'd rather buy the Liverpool's Man City than maybe the Wolves or the Arsenal's or somewhere down there. Mm. So I'm switching. I'm switching those allegiances to give you some kind of analogy. That's that's the whole thing. It doesn't mean that 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 Arsenal or Spurs are bad, but they're not going to win the league. So I'm going to back. Those that I think will win the league. I think Spurs yeah. are an outside with, bet with for the, the league. City. I think they're you an outside bet. No. Yeah, and I think Chelsea have made some really uh, astute purchases. They've oh. quietly let uh, Rudiger go oh. to to Real Madrid, and who else has gone as well? Aspilicueta, he's gone. But they've bought some yeah. some some new people in, mm. and they bought Raheem Sterling. To me, half price. That. I mean, he's a yeah. he's, he's yeah. a brilliant player. Yeah. He's yeah. going to do so well at yeah. Chelsea. He'll fit in yeah. with the Thomas Tuchel philosophy. And yeah. I think Chelsea are also an outside bet. Arsenal, I don't know, David. I mean, I love nah. Arsenal. Nah. They, 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 we're, we're looking top four. You know, I don't think they've got that edge. They've got some decent players there, but I don't know whether... They, they can do better than they did last year. How can it be you that know? you are looking towards a, a, an achievement is being in the top four? I mean, 25, no. 30 years ago, when was it that Arsenal played Liverpool um, and they had to win? 89. Yeah, 89. That, and, and what was his yeah. name? Michael... What was Thomas. His, Michael Thomas, in the last mm. minute, burst through and mm. scored and, and they won the league. Yeah. They should be looking yeah. to win the league, not get in the yeah. top four, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, I, I wish... I don't think they've got the squad. I don't think they've got the depth yet to do that. They need a few. When I say talisman, they need the Steven Gerrards. They need the Roy Keens. They need someone in their team, uh, the Vieiras, you know, that can lift. With the presence. Lift. Yeah. You know, you know, like uh, De Bruyne. They're chaps on that field that make the big difference. And I, I always love a team with with those kind of players in, you know, where the Roy of the Rovers, where they're down and, you know, boy, you know, that you know that they're going to win. You know that they've got someone that will come through and say, listen, Ronaldo, Ronaldo's like that. You know, even at his age. No, now, no, no, he, no, 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 no. He, he, he's a showboater and uh, he he's may score. He's a showboater, but he scores goals. Yes, I know, but at the expense of the team. Goals. He scores 27 uh, yeah, goals maybe, in a season, yeah. but the rest of the team yeah. is so scared of him. And everyone says, well, yeah. didn't he have a great season? Where did Manchester United finish? Yeah, yeah. Fifth, sixth? 
It's nothing. It, 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 it's rubbish. I must say, I'm interested to see how Eric Ten Hag will will do there, uh, the, the mm. new Dutch manager, because he was really, really good at Ajax. Maybe out of his depth at, uh, at Man U, because although That's Ajax is a huge job. team, uh, Old Trafford is is a is a temple for for Man United supporters. Yeah. We, we, we will see. Uh, Man City with Erling Haaland. Nah, they're always good. I can't I mean, see anyone stopping. The, the, he's nah, a beast, this man. Nah. He's a he's he's yeah. he's a machine. He'll score yeah. thirty goals this season, and that will win them the league again. I think. Yeah. Even they they, they they wouldn't have let Sterling go or Hazu go without knowing that this Haaland's the man. Exactly. They're changing the other, their you know, policy now. Yeah. You yeah, see, yeah. Normally they, you they, say, they you could... know, Sterling. I don't think had. The, I love Sterling, and he could break through. But I don't think he had the kind of control that uh, you know that, that 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 could keep his place. But he'll be great at Chelsea. I mean, you know, he can he can uh, he can upset defenses, and that's great. You know, but um, I don't know. I still back Man City. I still think they've got very too. solid. Quality. I'm just sorry, Rodriguez. I didn't know he'd gone from Chelsea. I loved him. He was tough. Oh, yeah, he was very good. Again, he commanded the uh, defense, and now at Real Madrid, which I hate because I'm a Barcelona supporter. But, um, <laughs> but um, uh, uh, David, you know what's clever about Pep Guardiola and Man City is that he says, "Okay, I'm buying Erling Haaland, and I got him at a bargain basement price compared to other uh, players." And so we're going to change our system. So I'll get rid of Jesus yeah. and he'll go to Arsenal. Jesus. And Raheem mm. Sterling, although they love each other, he'll, he'll go to, to Chelsea. And there will be a completely different Manchester City formation and tactical Who's the setup. backup there? I mean, I don't know. have they got anybody up front there? I don't know uh, who else they've got. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that technical. But all I know is that this chap, he's like, uh, what's his name? L- Lukaku. But with, but with, uh, with, with, uh, with skill. But with, with, <laughs> with skill, exactly. <laughs> but with uh, he, he's, he's going to take, uh, he's going to take the defenses apart. If that, if that thing came running at me, this Scandinavian Viking <laughs> that came running at me, I know as a defender, I promise you, I'd run, <laughs> I'd run for the hills. He's a piece. Okay, David. So what are you doing? You're not buying. Uh, you're not selling. You're just waiting. I'm I'm waiting, but I mean that's you know sometimes you just have to be patient. You don't have to be, you know, if you're impatient, you lose money. And and just waiting. I'm I'm very interested in the kind of results that we're going to get from the tech companies. I'm mm. a bit nervous, you know what I mean? A bit edgy because I think if it goes the wrong way, it could have a a major negative effect. But I mean, if it's a, you know, and analysts uh, sometimes are a little too optimistic on. On their forecast, you know, I, I, I wish they'd be a little more realistic. But so far, so good, you know. And also, we have to work out what they what they say about, you know, how they see things down the line. Mm. So I think it's you know the next couple of weeks are important. So I don't want to preempt these results. I'd rather they came out, studied them, and then said, okay, because if there is upside, even if I miss a few percentage points, at least you know it's uh, you know you're, you're on solid ground. Uh, this but, week but is... it's been a tough. Hey? It's, it's you know I mm. must say it's been a very it's been a very tough period. You know it's when I say tough, it's it's six months of just reading, you know, watching and watching and and working out. And for clients, they get in, they get in, not not impatient, but you can understand it's it's their money at risk, and uh, you've got to constantly you know have a story or or mm. show that you're in command. 
and and you know and and that that's where the reading comes and we look for those signs all the time and this week david is, is important you talk about the next yeah. few weeks but this week is very important you've got ibm you've got netflix you've got johnson and johnson mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. interesting because it's a defensive mm -hmm. stock and i i just i was going to ask you but we've run out of time we'll do that tomorrow but uh, johnson and johnson a defensive company should you be would you go for netflix or johnson and johnson actually that's a good nah. question to end this which one would you go for if nah, johnson yeah. and johnson no exactly no contest yeah hmm. just no contest I think they're, I think, I, I, I think I think they're spending too much money on too many business. productions, and I think people are getting yeah, fed up yeah, with it. Yeah, and and J and J, I think they're under underestimated business. A huge, they could split up into three, four different businesses, and all of them do well. Yeah. From from what I call body parts, you know, the devices to the uh -huh. ethical drugs, you know, to over the counter stuff. Hmm. Very, it's a big business. You know, you don't realize it's it's a top ten uh, market cap. Yeah. Hmm. monstrous okay david thank you very much okay. for your time um, this afternoon evening david shapiro is from sassam securities and that was shapiro world the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of lindsay williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position or opinion of any other agency organization employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author and since we are critically thinking human beings these views are always subject to change revision and rethinking at any time please do not hold us to them in perpetuity